The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Let's go! Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, one-on-one showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. Listeners, please welcome back former firefighter, former competitive bodybuilder, internationally known exotic entertainer, erotic internet icon and legendary adult star rodney st cloud welcome back wow. rodney wow wow man that, that was that was pretty cool um uh, how you doing man i am wonderful i've got rodney st cloud here it has been a long time actually i was yeah. looking at the date just mm-hmm. because i was like when was it and if you can believe it, because it literally feels like it was just maybe like a year or two ago. Yes. yes. It was way back in March 2015 when we did <laughs> our two-part podcast interview, which I will say this to you, sir. It is still a hot interview. Like, I see it pop up in the top 50 every month. It's crazy. And I first started really keeping tabs on like the popular interviews at the start of 2022. And I always see it like one of the parts is always at least in the top 50. So people are still downloading that interview and listening to you. I mean, you know, not to pat myself on the back and not to pat you on the back. No, you have to. Absolutely. But it's a good interview. I mean, it's a two-part interview. If you want to know the Rodney St. Cloud story, if you want to know the intricacies of your life and everything mm. that happened from the bodybuilding to the dancing to the website, I mean, it's a really damn good interview. Yes, and um, we're going to recap, and I'm going to I'm gonna bring it to, I'm gonna bring it. Um, I guess I would say you know I say twofold. I'm gonna bring it threefold because um, that interview is gonna. That, that first interview that we did is kind of like a um, a blueprint of what's going on today. Um, and I'll give you more insight of what that means. And I'm going to give you an understanding as far as what I'm talking about now is um, professionalism, as far as your job, having a, a hidden life, and your health. And I will explain more as we go along. I love it. All right, so let's kick things off. And typically, I like to start off by getting some unique sets out the way. I asked you this way back when, but um, now it's time to update the listeners. What's your height and weight? My height is 5'10". I am currently 220 pounds. What's your ethnic background? My background is my both my parents are from Haiti. So, um, anybody that's Haitian will know what I just said, really, because I, I don't speak it well, but I understand it. I speak it a little bit. I'm in Miami. We have a large Haitian population. Oh, wow. All I know is Sakpase. Nabule. Sakpase. Yes. Nabule. Uh-huh. How old are you? 
I'm 49, going to be 50 in December. Congratulations. That's a that's a big year. That's a big yes, birthday. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, and just to confirm, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Sagittarius, half man, half horse, pun intended. <laughs> yes. All right. So uh, we're doing this interview in 2023. The last one, our two-part extravaganza was in March 2015. It's been now, I know, it's crazy, man. It's been eight years since we did our previous interview. So I have to get an an update on the number. In total, how long have you been an adult entertainer? Okay. Let me just say when I started. I started... And when I was 21 back in 1995. So I am going on, my Lord, um, geez. okay, so I guess it will be 1995. I'm bad with math now. Um, so 20 years was 2005. 28 years. 28 years. I've been, I've been a whore. <laughs> oh, God. I can't be right now. That's the actual technical <laughs> term. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been a whore, man. Holy shit. It's so, been a long time. Okay, so, and in that time, how long have you been filming the adult content for your websites? Okay, as far as in front of a camera, that started in 2004. 2003, in front of a camera. Wow, that's what's up. So this is your 20th anniversary of Mm -hmm. being in front of the camera as a performer. Correct. Congratulations on that. Thank you. You just, just, I never thought about it, but I appreciate it. You're welcome, yes. My question for you is, you've been in the game... For a moment. I mean, you're a veteran in the game. I mean, I gave you your accolades. I mean, a lot of what I said is what I said the first time around because all of it is still factually accurate. I mean, you were then an internationally known exotic dancer. You were then an erotic internet icon. The thing that I really changed was I called you a legendary adult star, and that is true. I mean, you have been in the game for a moment, and you've had an incredible longevity you still mm-hmm. are beloved by your Man. fans like they love yeah, you love they respect you yes they they eagerly anticipate everything that you're doing what do you attribute your longevity to in this industry um well first i got to say god because I tell you, it's not easy. It's so many, um, there's so many variables that you cannot expect. Uh, and I'm going to repeat these, um, these things, your health, your, you know, life, um, your, you know, geez. I mean, it's a lot of variables and haters, of course. Um, and, and people that love you and it's almost the same. Um, haters and lovers could be the same. Like you can have people that love your content so much that they steal it and put it up for free. I don't know, but either way, that I, it's very it's, it's God. I'd say God because there's so many variables. There's no, you really can't pinpoint or try to, um, you know, try to harness what that that those those keys are. 
So I have to say God because there's no simple answer. Why mm -hmm. do you think you've clicked with your fans? Because your fans adore you. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I think that I live in them. I represent them in a sense that um, they can they they can see themselves in me. You know, um, I, I represent you know someone that's you know I really don't give a fuck what people think, um, but I do care about people. So it's a big difference. Caring about what you think and caring about people. It's very. It can get again. It can get. It can give you a mind fuck because, you know, you think one of both of them mean and they both mean the same and they don't. Um, when I say I care about people, I care about myself. I love myself. Um, I'm, you know, I try to make sure that I consider people when I'm doing things, and I try to make sure that I do something that people can. Can, can can feel and, and can relate. So I guess that's that's something that people look and I guess are inspired by. So um, I, I guess that's, 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 that's as simple as I could say it. Now, it's been eight years since we did an interview. Mm. I still can't believe it's been that long. Like, yeah, uh, hopefully. Amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Hopefully between now and the next one, it's not another eight years. I'm just going to say that. I'm man, put God that willing, man. Uh, right? The information, the information I give you um, is going to help you. Um, it's going to help you prepare for the next eight years. So I love the sound of that. So let's talk mm -hmm. about just in general, what have you been up to these past eight years? I mean, the websites are still strong. Mm -hmm. You are mm -hmm. updating them. You mm -hmm. are still a major presence. So mm -hmm. let's talk about everything that's happened over the past eight years. I know that that's a very large question because that's eight no, years. No, no. Because I'm yeah. going to keep it I'm I'm simple and calm. Simple, but yet in-depth. All right, let's um, do it. So the first thing is, and I always always talk to my, to my all my models. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tech person. Okay, so the reason why the website stays up to date and um, and new content always has been updated every two weeks each site. So what that means is that um, Strippers in the Hood Triple X gets updated one week. The next week, Rodney St. Cloud gets updated. The week after, Strippers in. So the reason why I'm able to do that is because I'm a, I'm a tech person. I've been studying web development for all these years. So that's one of the keys. And that's a huge key. Because if anybody knows, anybody that's listening to this and whoever has worked with me, who have been around me, I've always been an advocate of learning tech. Now that we're eight years later, and you can look around you, I think you, I think most people would say, damn, he was right. And it's not about what I'm talking about, it's how I'm living. And that's why those people are going to love me, because you're going to learn, you know, whether you like it or not. You're going to learn whether you want to, you know, be inspired and take advantage of that information or the information I give you. Either you're going to learn or you're going to have an AI learn. Which one you want, that's your choice. 
But anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> I love it. And uh, can you break down for the listeners the mm -hmm. difference between RodneyStCloud.com and StrippersInTheHoodXXX.com? You have two websites. Absolutely. They they do they are a little bit different. They feature a little bit of different content. Can you break down the differences between both of the sites for the listeners? Absolutely. Pretty simple. Strippers in the Hood Triple X is a reflection of, of a reflection of a fraction of my experiences as a male stripper in the hood and in different um, communities, but primarily in the hood. So what that means is that when I was a stripper, I get hired for a bachelorette party. I get hired for uh, a baby shower. Most people can't imagine that. And um, without telling on myself or anybody, you know, things could get really hot. So um, I get we get hired at club shows. And that I can't even reenact because that would be too expensive. So Strippers in the Hood Triple X is a fraction of um, the experiences that I've had as a male stripper. And um, RodneyStCloud.com is a reflection of my you know, my sexual um, experiences, and everyone has that. That's why you you can look in you can look at ridingstaincloud.com um, and relate to that. Um, of course, everyone has their own experiences, but I try to, I guess, keep it really simple with ridingstaincloud.com, but still trigger those um you know. That, that fantasy of it where you, wow, okay, the, the hidden camera workout that I used to do, um, you could just imagine, you know, personal training. Everybody heard, you know, heard about those, um, the almost like urban legend of, you know, rich white women or rich women in general, well, really rich, rich white women hiring a personal trainer, and God knows what happens when he's training her. So, um, the difference between strippers and the triple X again is more of you know what happens at a, a private show for a male stripper. Riding St. Cloud is a reflection of Riding St. Cloud's sexual experiences. How do you find uh, the women that you feature in your scenes? As well as, like in Strippers in the Hood, there are times where there are threesomes and that sort of thing. So, how do you find the men? for the scenes where they co-star with you for a threesome. So how do you, basically what I'm asking is how do you find the various co-stars that you have for both of the websites? Okay. Um, just to dis disclaim, I used to work with male strippers for Strippers in the Hood Triple X, but I've been solo pretty much for almost 10 years now or more, sorry. No, no, not, yeah, yeah, 10 years, shit. And, um, oh, okay. Because I do remember that you had that you're featuring. Okay, so I you are to, okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I used to have other models, but um, um, to answer your question, in this economy, <laughs> in this world, um, it's not hard to find, you know, participants for the strippers in the hood triple X, because you know it. They always, you know, people are looking to make money. Um, the females I'm talking about for the males. The irony behind, you know, I would love to find male talent that could, you know, represent the fantasy of a male stripper, but those are harder to find than the females, which is so crazy. 
So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to um, I guess I'm gonna give you some information as far as you know. It's easy how I find female um, talent. You got agencies, you got husbands, you have um, female models that contact me directly. Um, so that's not the hard part. Now, this you know, it's hard to find actual male strippers from my from my um you know I would say genre or from my profession to to collaborate with because they for some reason they they I guess they they they're apprehensive they don't they they they're afraid to from what I from what I suspect so um, again to answer the question the females they contact me directly agencies contact me um, husbands contact me as far as the males the male talent I don't work with them too much because. They don't, they don't contact me. And also, I mean, let's be for real. I mean, mm -hmm. the reason people are going to both of the websites is because of YOU. Mm, you know what I'm saying? I don't they, want to, I, I, okay, I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I, I hate, I, I, you know, because I, I want to be, um, I like to think deeper. And I understand men are competitive and or can be intimidated. And, you know, because it's... it's you know they don't. They probably don't have. They don't know me, and, and they don't have the experience I have. So yeah, I could imagine there's a form of intimidation because they don't know how it could turn. They don't know if they're going to be able to perform um, if they're looking at what I'm doing and, and live up to what I'm doing. So yeah, that makes sense. In the years since our last interview, how has your style? evolved over time and when i mean style i mean a little bit of everything from your fucking style to your performance style for for the camera um yeah how have things evolved for you how have you been able to how is your performance as an adult performer in sex scenes evolved over the time wow that's an amazing question holy shit okay um First and foremost, um, I've always had to turn it down, um, always. Um, so my my um, my my sexual performance ha had to be turned down. First of all, when you have a big dick, um, women do not like their uterus uterus rearranged. They do not, unless they tell you to. But most of the time, they need to adjust. So. I've always known that, but what I do understand is that <laughs> because I'm working with sex workers, I have to respect the fact that they might have other jobs to do. <laughs> so my, I've evolved to the point where the sex has become more, um, more of a dance rather than the actual thought of fucking. So when I'm working with a model, I have to... You know, we're, 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 we're connected, so I could feel it. Okay, she might not be comfortable. Let me pull back. Okay, let me let me um, be a little bit intimate to relax her more. So it's a, it is a constant, um, it's almost like the Internet. It's always con it's constant communication, nonverbal, nonverbal. And 
you always, you know, I mean, you always have to be, you know, keep that communication, those communication lines open spiritually and physically and sometimes verbally depending on, you know, if you think it's going to come off, you know, if it's going to, if she's going to, um, and not only me, but sometimes if I'm working with a male model for a solo scene, I may say something that's going to trigger, you know, you know, just eroticism, just make them feel more sexy. So um, my my whole sexual um, performance have evolved where it's less physical, less physical. How do you keep yourself from coming too soon in a scene? Great question. Awesome question. It's called getting old and low testosterone. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I've been in the sex business, like I told you, since I was 22. 21 and I've been fucking before that so um, at this point it's, it's sometimes it's hard for me to come because you know so much going on in my mind and, and more importantly the, the model safety and her comfortability that I could tell everyone straight up me coming unless the woman can you know unless I can get signals that okay she's totally into it and cool it's very difficult for me to come. Very difficult. Let's talk about how the industry has changed. Mm, great. Yes, let's let's break it down. I want to get your opinions on how the industry has changed since we first spoke for the interview eight years ago, where it is now, mm. your thoughts on the involvement. Great, great question. Um, I would like to say I'm one of the um, catalysts, or one of the the um, one of the first to be part of that change. And what I mean by that is that um, just to put it out there, the the adult business has changed primarily because of OnlyFans, all these platforms that allow individuals to create their own um, um, online presence. So now, what's obvious is that you have A-list celebrities getting into porn. You have nurses getting into porn. You have teachers getting into porn. And I represent all of that. Again, back in 2003, when I first got into, um, you know, got my, you know, started my website and started doing solo scenes. At that time, I was already, I was still a firefighter. I was I was a top tier professional bodybuilder. I was a father. Um, yeah, so I cover all those spectrums. I am the person who represents what people are doing now, and people are, I guess, realizing, "Fuck that! I'm doing what I need to do and what I want to do." And out of desperation, it's just because I can do it. I have a background in male stripping. I've been stripping since I was 21. I've been training as a bodybuilder since I was 15. And then I got into technology when um, when I started my online presence back in 2003, 2004. So right now we're at the point where people are, you know, are part of the spectrum that I represent. I not I don't know if all the I don't know if they represent the total spectrum that I that I represent, but they they represent one or the other. 
they definitely see that. Hey, the celebrities. I was a I was a professional bodybuilder on an international stage, <laughs> and I was the black sheep, <laughs> which is crazy. But um, yeah. So I was the first one to do that, and then um, again, like I said, as a New York City firefighter, you know, I represent a profession that most people, you know, some kids grow up wanting to be firemen. And I was a firefighter that got into the adult, well, I was already in the adult business, but got got in front of a camera online. So um, so we're here. This is, the, this is the future where people are now, you know, celebrities are doing it, mothers are doing it. It's, this is, this is um, where we're at today. And where do you think the adult industry is going? So we talked about how it's evolved. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, let's talk Are about you it. Ready? <laughs> okay. Um, where it's going right now? Pretty simple. Everybody knows AI. AI. Simple as that. And the reason why is because people are, you know, I would say, are imperfect, and at the same time looking for a perfect situation, whether they want to admit it or not. Um, and that's, that's, that's like a, that's an oxymoron because if you're human, you can't be perfect, but you want something perfect. And they, they, you know, there's always somebody out there trying to, um, fulfill what some people, you know, requirement, whether it's, you know, someone who likes to get high, you give them drugs. Um, if somebody likes to have a perfect girl, <laughs> you're going to have... Um, weird science, if you remember that movie, and they're going to create it. <laughs> and you're going to pay for it, and you, whether you think it's real or not, that's what's going to happen. They're going to get that, whether it's, yeah, like Weird Science or um, Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. That's where we're going. We're going there. It's nothing, you know, I could I can get deeper where it comes to um, um, understanding you know, the, you know, there's no such thing as a, when it, when it comes to sex, there's no such thing as a female or a woman or a man or a male. There's no such thing. You're talking about sex. You're talking about, you know, you know, just intimate sexuality. There's no boundaries. <laughs> and um, once you do that, then you can get AI in there real quick. Real quick. Just the person who has the knowledge to do it is going to get fucking rich. <laughs> All right. So where do you think AI is going in regards to porn? Because you mentioned AI. You said if someone can do it, they're going to do it. But what exactly mm -hmm. do you mean? Do you mean completely AI-created porn? Correct. That's number one. And, I, and again, do you remember the movie Weird Science? Yeah. All right. What did they do? They created a girl. <laughs> so if you can create a girl, you can create whatever you want. So Okay. And um, like Demolition Man where they would put the goggles on and mm -hmm. okay. Correct. Okay, because, so you imagine putting mm -hmm. some goggles on and you have some synthetic synthetic skin and you go to town. <laughs> go to town and you live there. Um I mean it's simple but they, they already had this information out there. Um like I said, as a fantasy, I'm a bodybuilder, and I know, you know, I represent a part of certain fantasies where you see memes where, um, whether it's, you know, gay or straight, 
but it's erotic. You got this big black bald headed guy with a go with a beard with with abs and a big ass dick, um, and he's putting it through something. <laughs> it's erotic, and he puts some coming. I mean, you can get as erotic as you want, and um, um, it's 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 going it's going there. It's going there. They starting slow. They they making it real complicated with the laws with transgender. Um, so they make it so complicated, but. You know, people, you know, oh, my Lord, it's wonderful out here. It's just that people are going to have to, um, you know, be respectful, you know. You know, you know. when I say respectful, you got, you know, you got to, you got to put the only boundaries I, I like is, you know, you know, keeping it within the boundaries of people that are with it, you know, who wants to do it. You know, when people go buy porn, that they choosing to do it. You know, don't you don't have to force somebody to to buy porn. They're gonna get what they want. Let's talk about something that I don't believe exists, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because it has been eight years since we've done an interview. But I mm-hmm. don't think this exists, and mm-hmm. I know your fans would probably go crazy if it did ever end up happening. A dildo line. A sex toy. Mm. Rodney St. Cloud taking mm. Rodney St. Cloud home. I, I would love to. I just, I've never found a mold company that would be able to, to do this. I Trust me, I, I tried. I tried by myself and time flies and Hopefully someone listens to this, this message and wants to um, collaborate, and I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Could you imagine your fans, just the idea that you would have, <laughs> like Rodney St. Cloud, you know out there in the world your fans are using your product to get off. Well, no, no, no. They, they would be very interested to see if they could fit it. <laughs> Men and women. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah, man, listen, that. Listen, I've, I, I have it, so I know the expressions, men and women, that <laughs> I got stories today, man, and it's wonderful, unbelievable. And um, But they respect, they know what I can do, and they have to be very careful with that toy. The only thing that would help them is that I'm not behind it and, you know, showing them no mercy. <laughs> there you go. Yes, they can... <laughs> They can do as many strokes as they like, and they can they can Careful. kick it up a notch. They can put it down. <laughs> oh shit! Yes. So um, yeah, I, I I tried, but hopefully, like I said, if someone is listening and um who, who can mass produce this this dick line, <laughs> contact Papi Chulo. He has to be part of the deal. Oh, there you go. Well, I appreciate it. I enjoy. I will enjoy the cut in that. Yes. 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 Awesome. Do you get recognized in public when you're oh out in God. the streets as mm-hmm. Rodney St. Cloud? Do you sometimes get looks and like, oh, I think I know who that is? Or do you actually get people coming up to you and are like, oh, my God, it's you? Whoa, great question again. This is why, I, you know, I, I, love, I love the people who support me. Um, I could tell you a story, and this is, this actually happened before I first interviewed. 
um, I was on a plane. This is when I was still competing and doing exhibitions in bodybuilding. And I was on my way to France, or I forgot where. But either way, I was, I was on an international plane. And, man, this wonderful person, you know, you know they, the, 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 what's it called, the flight attendants, you know, they're wonderful. And then all of a sudden, this Ken doll, <laughs> blonde hair guy, he, he kneels right in front of me and says, I love your work. And I was like, whoa, this is before our first interview. Um, that's one time. Um, <laughs> another time I was in the store, and this pastor <laughs> came up to me and said, I love your work. And he told me he was a pastor. Um, another time I was at the bank, and this girl walked up to me, and she was like, I love your work. So, yeah. And I definitely get the stairs. Um, I was in the library with my son. Someone came up to me. Happens a lot. Um, and the, the 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 thing I love the most is that they're so they're so apprehensive and they're smart, very clever. Because obviously they not only give a fuck, but they do. So they know guilty by association. If they if someone they know that there's other people out there like them, so they 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 put. They approach with caution, not because they're afraid of me, but because they don't want to be seen around me. Because it's definitely guilty by association. It would it would blow their cover. So yes, it happens. That's crazy. I mean, it makes sense, but mm-hmm. crazy. I love it. It's just in the middle of like the grocery store. You know, mm-hmm. a cart pulls up next to you, and they're like, "I'm a fan of yours." It's like that's yes. just fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, man, awesome shit. I love it. I don't know if you've ever done the conventions, Rodney St. Cloud. Of course. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. I'll send you some pictures. All right. Let's talk about you in the porn conventions. Uh, mm-hmm. What is that experience like for you? Because that should be, you know, for the fans out there, that should feel incredibly freeing because you're already at a convention with a whole bunch of adult performers, so there's no judgment. So the fans can mm. just come up and say what's up. Now, this is, this is where it, 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 it gets interesting because, first of all, I've been going to the convention. Um, I've been going since 2009. I've had a booth since 2010. Um, not every year, but I had a booth 2010, 2016, and this past year I had a booth. So the experience at the convention, um, I, well, the convention I attended was Exotica. I would like very to nice. Say, yes, I've attended the one here in Miami uh, many that times was the as first well. One I've, that's the first one I've ever done, and I'm gonna tell you this, Papatulo, and I know this. I can I can't prove it, but I know this for a fact that they started ladies free on Friday because of me. Oh, I love um, that. Because I, you know, if I'm bringing male, the male stripping um, brand to an event that they never ever, but prior to 2010, they never even thought about having male entertainment because this is a porn convention which they're catering to men with women. Um, they never thought about having, you know, male entertainers. They had the male porn stars, but, again, prior to me coming in 2010, the male porn stars used to just basically be there in their civilian clothes. They would not, 
you know, they didn't have costumes or they didn't, you know, they, they really didn't have, they, you didn't, you didn't, they were not portrayed as entertainment. You understand? So when I uh, attended in 2010, which I have pictures of, um, I, I, I went, I had a booth there and I wore a few of my outfits that I stripped, I stripped out of um, at actual events and everyone was, you know, was puzzled because they never seen anything like that. Um, but one thing was certain is that obviously I catered to the ladies um, and my fans. So that was in Miami. Then I came to New Jersey. And by the time I got to New Jersey, um, I was told that I was promoted on their website. And I didn't know that. So then they started having the ladies free um, on Fridays. So, again, you could do the history and look into how long they've been doing ladies free. And I could be wrong, but I, I'm almost certain that they started it after 2010. Um, now, as far as, you know, the, the interaction, the porn convention from a business standpoint for companies, it's always been kind of like one-sided because you have big sponsors that could afford like these huge booths where there's major companies like Bang Brothers or um, brazers, brazers. So you have that, and then you have the female talent who usually has a booth independently or with these big companies. So they were not expecting a male, you know, this male diva who's coming in there, you know, as an entertainer, not just staying behind the booth, but with these crazy outfits. And therefore, the ladies which ironically, there's a lot of them, even though they're there for the men, but there's nothing, there's no men for the ladies. So, um, so Exotica and these, 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 these porn conventions, I guess had to start providing like male, you know, some for the, you know, some male entertainment. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've been to the Exoticas. Um, they are, they are very, very exhausting. It's, it's a, it's a huge party, and it's a lot of fun, but as far as fans are concerned, oh, man, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. See, what they need is Rodney St. Cloud on the main stage doing a show. Wow. They, they would have to pay for that. <laughs> well, there is that, yes. That's why, that's why that never happened. But they definitely do have male strippers now. They have it. They just had, they, they had it this year on the main stage. I don't but know if they have it. I but they don't have Rodney Sinclair on the main stage. No, because and that's a, that's another crazy story, um, and I have email documentation of it. Because they, you know, when they saw that I was bringing male entertainment, they 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 emailed me and asked me to bring male entertainment, and I asked them to give me a a discount on my booth fee, and they never contacted me again. And I think that was that was that was pretty annoying. Clearly, they they did not <laughs> like that. No, no. I don't know what they, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it was about them liking it. They just had to respect it. 
That's oh, I feel you on that, that 100%. No, I don't disagree with you. I feel like if you're doing anything that's beneficial to the convention, you 100% need, uh, you know, a discount or, or something. something. <laughs> Even if your, your entire yeah. booth is comped, if you're bringing the, the entertainment value right you deserve for me for the for them this is insane <laughs> yeah no I, I agree with you on that yeah if you're bringing the entertainment value for the production which would be the entire right. convention then you should be either compensated or you sh compensated as in financially or compensated as in comped you know the booth comped the the table the chairs like yeah you know because right. you're you're in, in essence a headliner Right. And um yeah. and I was you know, and I didn't mind providing that um for my brand, for my production because clearly um it was needed. It was needed. Um and it's you know, when you when anytime you have, you know, I guess a, a vacuum or something that's that's not available, that's wanted and you fill that void, you know, you could clearly see that once you put, you know, you you provide that 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 missing component, and and even to this day, that's something that um that's going to be I think it's back to where the business is going. Um, if there's something missing, it's going it's going to be is there's going it's going to get provided by somebody. So yeah, Exotica is it's, it's wow. It, it, it's that's another. Um, place that's changed as far as the environment um so exotica you know from the first time i went in 2010 to this year that just passed in new jersey i could tell you papi chulo everyone it seemed like everyone is interested in getting into this adult business because it was there were people there that you would never ever imagine Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, we have to think about it in this way. You know, when the pandemic was, you know, in full effect, OnlyFans subscriptions and signups went through wow. the roof. And a, a lot of people realize that there is a lot of money to be made <laughs> from it. Like, I don't, I don't realize, I mean, I don't realize, what am I trying to say? I don't know how people did not realize there was a lot of money in the adult arena, but people were, it's like they woke up and they were like, oh shit, there's money here to be made. And uh, a lot of people have not gone back since, well, I, you know what I'm well, saying? Well, let me, let me, let me, let me help you understand. It's not that people did not know money was in the business. Again, um, I represent the population that wants to be independent, that wants to be able to do my own thing, whether it's independent or codependent. I say that respectfully because um, we're all dependent. So what I mean by that is, most of the people that are doing OnlyFans were like me. I don't want to work for a company. I want to do my own thing. The real trick with OnlyFans is that it gives people the, you know, the opportunity to create their own platform and not have to, I guess, 
be subjected to the big companies and being hired or working with people who they don't want to work with. Um, now, the drawback to that is that if you don't have no understanding of web development, when OnlyFans does something you don't like, you, you quickly realize I am dependent. Um, which is what's worse is what happened, I think, last, late last, last year when they said that they were not doing adult, in, adult movies or adult content anymore. Everyone went nuts because they were like, holy shit, this is where I make my money. What's going to happen? So um, that's something that most people, um, they, they, when, they, when they got into this business, just like me, um, they, they were looking for being, they wanted to be independent. So it's not, it, people knew that money was involved, that money was in the business. It's just that they never, they didn't have, they didn't have an outlet or they didn't know how to build their own platform on the web. So they, you know, they just basically stood on the sideline and just, you know, and watched and tried to learn. So OnlyFans just was the floodgates. It was like, you know, they opened up the opportunity for everyone that thought about doing it to do it. And obviously a lot of people thought about it. Yeah, you're right about that. Something that I have referenced recently when I've been interviewing performers and we sort of broached the subject about OnlyFans and that sort of thing is the fact that what people sort of fail to realize on the outside looking in, I mean, like, yes, OnlyFans is incredibly easy. It's user-friendly. You can get shit done. You can upload really fast. You can do whatever it is that you want to do and that you need to do with what you like in regards to getting content out and that sort of thing. But as you said, you are beholden to OnlyFans. If they don't like what you're doing, they can suspend your account. They can delete all of your content. Yes. You are not in ownership of Correct. that site. Correct. You are not Correct. Mr. or Mrs. OnlyFans. You are the performer that's on OnlyFans. At the end of the day, they can do whatever they want with your profile and your account. Correct. What is incredibly important for people, and I know it is much more expensive than an OnlyFans account, is creating your own website. You know, Correct. having a backup. Because also, I think a lot of people fail to realize, because, you know, you are not Mr. or Mrs. OnlyFans, you do not own that website, they get a percentage of what you make. No, that's a, no, that's a, that's a question that most people, you got to stop right there. Most people don't understand the business side of it. Mm -hmm. Most people, respectfully. When I say the business side of it, I mean just how merchant accounts deal with you know, websites and what that cut is. Okay, so, for example, I have my website. I deal with CC Bill. I pay a certain percentage. I don't want to talk about that, but I have to pay a percentage. So now I can't imagine if I have um, – a model that wants to use some of my um, some of my service space to have their website and use my merchant account 
to process payments for their website, I have to charge them for that. So not only do I got to charge them for what the merchant account charges me, I have to charge them for using my merchant account and using my services. So there's, you know, it's business. So I, I don't know if people understand that or even, you know, well, I'm sure they understand it, but I don't think they they understand clearly what, you know, what the numbers are. And, and more importantly, I don't think they can do anything about it. Exactly. And as you said, you know, as a website owner, yes, you still have to, you know, in regards to uh, the amount of money that you make, you do still have to deal with merchant accounts and that sort of thing. You know, we you also have to think of web hosting. You have to think of, uh, you know, if you are not uh, competent in web design, hiring a, a web designer and all that kind of stuff. And yes, those are additional mm -hmm. expenses that you do not yes. have to think about when you just sign up for an OnlyFans account and start uploading your content. But at the end of the day, when you own the website, you own the website. The only way right. your website gets deleted is if you do not pay your bill to hosting, you know That's what I'm right. saying? Or if you purposefully choose to delete it. It isn't like all of a sudden, you know, you upload a really incredibly hot video that you know is going to make you a lot of money, you go to sleep, and then bam, you wake up in the morning and OnlyFans has canceled your accounts. Crazy. And kept your money. Exactly. And kept your money. So um, I've heard I've heard some horrendous things from the top model, and um, wow, it's it's the future. It's it's the future because mm, it's the future because unfortunately people don't have the knowledge. Um, back to what like I told you, um, you asked me how you know you know, what's the secret to my longevity? Number one is education and knowing about this technology. It's very, very important. You know, I, I wish I could video, you know, I could put on video what, I, what I've been, what, I, what I'm doing right now. Well, not, not right now, before you called. And after, after we get off the phone, what I have to do. And that information is valuable. And I had to I had to study and study since since the time that last time we spoke, and of course I've gotten more knowledgeable. But I know the sacrifice and the discipline that's required um, to to stay relevant, and it's very important because you're making you're making some good money, and you're free. And if you don't do it, and you want to live this 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 lifestyle that I'm fortunate enough to live. Um, if you don't do it, then you're going to be a slave. And you're going to feel like it. You're going to feel dependent. You're going to feel like that pressure of walking on eggshells. If I put this up, I mean, I heard some crazy things like they can't do sleep videos. It's weird shit. So, and this is this is not just for OnlyFans. This is for YouTube, Facebook, you name it. And, uh, and again, if people want to, and 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 people that you know that own these platforms, they're very they 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 you know they're very intelligent. They they know how people are and they know how people think. 
And eventually they're going to say, you know what? We don't even need you. We studied you enough. We studied all your stuff. We're going to just replace you with AI. It's free. We know how to build it. We don't. Have, we ain't got to. We ain't got to cut this. We ain't got to split it with nobody. And we can create what we. You know, it's. It makes sense. It makes sense. They're thinking ahead, and and they know people are not going to discipline themselves to learn web development, even though that sounds like a simple word. I want to shift gears a little bit. I mean, as if we haven't already been doing this, but uh, but I want to talk about some of the more serious issues in the industry. And the mm -hmm. first question in this set is, are there any misconceptions or myths about porn stars, about porn performers that you would like to dispel? Um, any myths, misconceptions? Um, one of the misconceptions as far as um, getting into the porn business, um, one of the, from a civilian standpoint, most people get into the porn business um, because, not because of money. Most people get into the porn business because they, they want to have fun. They want to have that experience. Most people. Um, they may say it's because of money, but after about a year or two, if they're not making any money, then you know it wasn't for the money. They were just experiencing and testing it out. So that's, that's a big misconception. Um, most people are not doing it for the money. Um, another misconception is that people in the porn business just love sex. <laughs> That's a huge misconception. Um, the sex is not what most people in porn like. Power is what people like. What I mean by that, um, from a male's perspective, you know, you know, we, you know, they want to be able to have someone as a sexual object. That's power. Um, I can't really speak from a female's perspective, but the only thing I can, I guess, relate to is I don't work with a lot of females. For example, female bodybuilders. I have not worked with. I mean, make sure I'm not lying because I worked with a lot, but I don't think I've worked with no more than one female bodybuilder, quote-unquote bodybuilder, because I think they know I'm going to be the dominant, and they're scared. So the whole point I'm trying to say is that misconception that people are doing porn because they love sex, no. People are doing porn because of power. You know, they want to feel, they want, you know, insecurities, or, you know, so they want to have some power. Is there an aspect of the adult industry that you do not enjoy? You're a veteran in the game. You've done, I don't want to say you've done it all, but you've done a lot. You know, you were mm -hmm. an erotic entertainer. You were taking the stage, doing private parties, all that kind of stuff. And then you evolved into a content creator, a solo performer, and then a full-on porn star. You've been in it for over two decades. Is there an aspect or are there aspects of the business that you do not enjoy? Yes, yes. And, and, and this comes from, uh, I guess, an economic point. What I don't like is knowing that, oh my Lord, it's bad when the economy is so bad that people have to do it for money. You understand? That's the only part that I don't like. You know, and so, because um, when I'm doing, of course, I'm, I'm going to make money, but 
I'm doing it because, you know, as, you know, like you said, I've been doing this for so many years. I have a lot to offer. Now I have a lot to give back. And the flip side to that is I would love for people to do this business so they can learn. You understand? Of course you're going to make money, but you're going to, you got you to gotta want to do it so they can so you can learn, not just make money, because if you just want to make money, there are some very interesting people out there with a lot of money, <laughs> and you, you, you're going to learn. But um, they should want to learn. That should be the primary, primary, you know, focus. So that's the fact that people are doing it primarily for economic reasons, you know, that's, that's the only part I don't like. In our previous interview, we talked about you being a competitive bodybuilder. So I want to talk about competition when it comes to the adult industry. You kind of lightly touched on it in an answer earlier. So I want to dive deeper into it right now. Because you are someone, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I'm going to give you your shine. You have had incredible longevity. As I said earlier, your fans love you. You're doing your own thing. You've developed your own brand that, you know, is still incredibly effective and relevant today. Is there a competition with other performers? I'm not necessarily saying that you're trying to compete with other performers, but what I'm trying to say is, do you feel like there are some people that give Rodney St. Cloud, you know, the green eye of envy? Like, do you think other people are trying to compete with you? Do, have you ever felt that? Of course. As, okay, of course. all right, go ahead. And it's not just people, companies. And as a, as an, as a, as a seasoned competitor, um, I, I love that. that. That part I love because... It keeps me very hungry. That's why I said I study web development. I could tell everybody that because as a competitor, um, I, want it, I want you to go learn so you can respect me because once you start learning web development, you're going to have a headache. And then you're going to go, God damn, this motherfucker crazy. <laughs> How does he do this and keep his dick hard? So, um, so yes, I, of course people are competing. That's why I say I don't work. How come I don't have a bunch of male strippers we're in the game. Why y'all not work, working with me? And as and I know why because I'm from that. I'm, I you know I understand you know we you know I'm I'm my own man. I don't need you. I could do. I'm just you know it's competitive. Even with women, uh, man, women are even worse. <laughs> women are even worse. Um, you know I used to always think, wow, it'd be perfect to do a scene with this type of model because of this how we look. It would be perfect. But in her mind, if she's not thinking that she want to learn and she want to, you know, she, she's not in the business for the art, or she's not in, she's, she's in the business because she wants power, she wants control, she wants that money. So yes, I'm, I've all, I've always feel like there's competition. Um, just to give me more insight, let me tell you how devious you can get. You ready? So with content exchange, this this. This crazy word called content exchange, which makes absolutely no sense to me, um, because I don't know how people can rationalize in their mind 
shooting a scene and using that same scene on two platforms at the same time. Sometimes I'll price, you know, one price is less than another. But when you understand the nature of things, <laughs> women, women, that's how they survive. God bless them. They know they could fuck 24 hours a day. They probably, they don't have to bust no nuts. They don't have to shoot no come out day. Well, I'm not talking about squirting, but they don't need to shoot come out their dick. So it's not fair that, you know, content exchange should be done with a man and a woman because she's going to clearly be able to have an advantage physically. Um, so I'm sure women know that. There's probably some nuances in between that. So competition is fierce, is always there. And, you know, like I said, I welcome it. As a black man in the adult entertainment industry, have you ever experienced any racism, colorism, discrimination, or microaggressions directed at you? Yes, but it's not a bad thing. It's nature. Um, some, and I, I could tell you the, the you know, flip side to it. So, for instance, of course, being a black man, the BBC, in my stripping world, I've been turned. Some women didn't even want to fuck me because they were like, nah. I'm, I mean, literally, while they're pushing me, they got their hand on my chest like, oh, hell no. My, my boy's fucking the shit out of her. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, he's, and she's moaning, no, no. She puts her head down, puts her hand on my chest like, no, no. She has her hand on my dick like, nah, that ain't going in me. So um, that's, part of, um, that's part of the black experience. Um, as far as on a negative term, as far as like the, you know, the, the, Klux, Klan, the Ku Klux Klan type of racism, nah, I never dealt with that. Um, again, it's, it's kind of flipped on its head as far as, I've, you know, I've had swingers, of course, where the, the husband is clearly in control, even though, you know, his wife is the, the one performing. Um, you could tell that. It was like a basketball team owner. He was the franchise owner, and the black men were the basketball players. And I guess it was a power thing where, yeah, you can fuck my wife, but I control this shit. So it's so I guess you know that's part of the nuance as far as the black and you know the racism, you know. So now is is it good or bad? I don't say it's both. It's just part of it's part of nature. As we shift away from uh, the serious questions, well, this could be a serious question for someone. Something that's interesting about our interview from eight years ago and now doing this one now, I mean, social media has really exploded in that time. I mean, it's not to say social media was not a thing eight years ago, but social media is a thing now. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I want to get your take on what part of your body gets the most attention on social media? Because everything is big on Rodney St. Cloud, so I'm curious. Come on, Bobby Chulo. Well, I mean, of course, most people would say, you know, would think I was going to say something, my dick, but no, it's my ass. My ass. And that's always been like that. All right. It's the birthday cake. <laughs> or the cakes. Bobby Chulo. Most people wouldn't believe that when I first started stripping, the first thing that got licked was my ass. Oh, really? Anyone? 
Yes. No lie. That's the All first right. thing. Trippy shit. Was it the first time you got rimmed, or was it just a lick on the cheek? No, lady. She literally split my ass and licked. She buried her face. She buried her tongue. Trippy shit. 21 years old, you know, tripped me out. I didn't. So that, you know, this this is things that you don't forget. And so, you know, I got my wonderful fans. They love the shot with my ass. <laughs> they love they love because my cameraman, he knows, and he knows how to get the great shots. And they love that up and over with my asshole winking. So, <laughs> so it was my ass, literally. The biggest thing that people love. As we start wrapping things up, it's time to go inside the porn actor studio. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. They're kind of short answer that should allow mm-hmm. your fans and supporters to get a greater insight into you. So the first category is TV. What's the most recent television series you've binged? I don't watch TV. Oh, okay. All right. Period. Period. Really? You don't watch any TV shows or anything? Nope. Oh. I watch YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what I watch YouTube. All right. Well, we can, I guess we can skip over the, the TV category. Well, actually, I think feel like this is at least a question you could answer in regards to TV. What was your favorite mm-hmm. cartoon growing up? Bugs Bunny. All right. The next category is film. What's your favorite film genre? Science. Science fiction. What's the name of a movie that frightened you the most growing up? Oh, my God. Halloween. Halloween, Michael Myers. Of course, that music. What's a film that you viewed over five times? Prometheus. Oh, my, I have a few of them. Prometheus, Matrix. Um, What's the last film you viewed in theaters? Holy snap. Oh, shit. I don't remember. What's your go-to concession snack? Raisinets. The next category is music. What was your first concert? Concert. <laughs> new edition. The last new edition with my sisters. So you, you do the math. <laughs> What's your theme song? Wow. Um, Janet Jackson. Um, what's the name? I just want to kiss you. I forgot the name. I used it for my stripping. Would you mind? Said, I know exactly what you're talking about. Would you mind? About. There you go. I'm about to come. When she says, I'm about to come. Mm-hmm. Yes. I had to think about it for a moment, but yes. Yeah, that's a good one from Janet. What's your go-to karaoke song? I don't have one. Do you sing in the shower? No. Who's the music artist you play to set the mood? Thanks. Next category is pop culture. What's your favorite video game? I don't play video games, but the one I remember was Metroid back in the Nintendo days. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yes. Oh, yeah, I need, I need to hear the story. Well, I don't know if you ever heard of the um, devil sleeping on your chest. Yeah. And so basically what it means is that it seems like you're sleep, like you could be sleep, you'll be sleeping, and then it seems like you're waking up, but you're stuck, and you can't move. You're trying to move, but like you're just rigid, and you can't stop. You're in between sleep and awake. You can see, and 
you know, it's like I thought it was like some type of something like, like I guess. And and then now, let me, when I say um, I saw a ghost, I don't know what it was, but I could just tell you that my eyes were closed. So it wasn't a ghost with my eyes open; it was a ghost with my eyes closed. Um, I, I you know I'm a sign person. I thought uh, you know this this devil in the chest was aliens just probing us, and you could see sometimes you could see them. I don't know. That's so again. I don't know if it's a ghost or or I don't know. But yeah, I see. That's what the people call it, the ghost. Who would win in this fight, a vampire or a werewolf? Mm, you, that's my favorite stuff. Shit. Um, a werewolf. Have you ever been to a psychic? No. What's the last book you read? Oh, um, I read technology books. Um, so um, I studied PHP, so I don't know if that counts. It does? The next category is food. What's the first meal you learned how to cook by yourself? Eggs. What's your favorite spice? Sazon. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. What's your food indulgence? Oh, my God. Okay, so you said food. Steak. What's the most impressive meal that you can make? Oh, you're ready. Um, I can make some Haitian... GE, I think, um, actually, it's called rice and beans. The next category is sex. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Fifteen years old. I was a nasty motherfucker. All right, this one you're going to have to put your thinking cap on. Prior to entering the adult industry, who was your favorite porn star? Mmm. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> you got me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Um, my favorite one. I had a few. Um, oh man, what's um Janet Jackson? Nice. Um, um, ironically, I met her. Um, shit, what was her name? Oh, um, Rich, um, Richardson. Um, it's a damn. What's her name? Fuck. Um, man, she's taking her ass real good. What's her name? Fuck. Anyway, she. Oh, um, I like, oh, no, another one was Nina Hartley. Oh, nice. Yes. Where's the strangest place you've masturbated? Oh, strangest place I masturbated, let's see. Oh, in a bathroom store. What's your favorite sexual position? Missionary. No, Are no, no, hold up. Not, no, no, not missionary. Um, when you're... Laying on the side. That's like my most comfortable. Laying on the side. Are you a member of the Mile High Club? What's that? When you have sex on a plane. No, never did that. The next category is Y-O-U. What's your favorite color? Chrome. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting choice. Mm -hmm. I like it. How many languages can you speak? One, and learning Spanish now. What's a place you haven't visited before that you hope to visit? Let's see. Um, Brazil. If you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? The creative app. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, yeah. And the last question. What's your favorite curse word? Fuck. 
Alright, what's next for Rodney St. Cloud? What can the listeners expect from you in the near future? I've been working on a project for the past three years now. Um, I am in the process of creating a site dedicated for black women. Um, And I'm going to release it. I just have to... My main my main issues my main issue is piracy you know I'm just trying to secure the videos in a way that is not just you know stolen so that's what's been that's one of the obstacles that I'm dealing with um, another obstacle I'm dealing with is just um you know just this just keeping things creative you understand so it's so much the, the business is so saturated now if I come up with a project I want I want it to be done in a way that um, it, it brings something to the table so that it stays relevant and not just you know just sucked in to this this vacuum of porn because like I said it's just it's so saturated now so yeah I'm working on a project um, that's going to be dated, kind of like focus more on black women. Um, the same way you have black.com for black studs, I would like to have a female version of that. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media, as well as, you know, please hook them up with uh, the various websites that you have. Uh, hook them up with the links so that they know exactly where to go to get Rodney St. Cloud action. Um, the first one is RodneyStCloud.com. Second one is um, Strippers in the Hood Triple X, and the third one, which also um, is another project that I'm revisiting, is StrippersInTheHood.com. Not Strippers in the Hood Triple X, but StrippersInTheHood.com um, is a web. StrippersInTheHood.com is a website that focuses on male talent. Um, I'm going to I'm going to revisit what you asked me prior to what you just asked me, which is um, what I'm working on. And another thing I'm working on is focusing on bringing male talent into the business um, and grooming them the best way I can um, and giving them information. So I'm also um, revisiting Strippers in the Hood, which I had before Strippers in the Hood Triple X. Strippers in the Hood dot com was focused on male strippers, but now I've opened it up to male entertainers, male sex um, adult entertainers. So it could be porn stars, it could be newcomers that want are interested in um, getting into the adult business, whether it's stripping or just porn or just their own web content. So um, the three platforms that, that you asked me about is RodneySinclair.com, Strippers in the Hood Triple X, and StrippersInTheHood.com. Fantastic. Congratulations on all of Thank that, you. as well as the new upcoming website as well. I mean, that sounds amazing. Oh, and, and before, before we leave this section, please remind them of your Twitter, your social media. Yes, my Twitter is Mr. Rodney St. Cloud. So it's M R R O E N E Y. S T C L O U D. 
Perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? Yes. Prepare yourself. Um, get knowledge. Don't be intimidated. And um, continue having fun. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Rodney St. Cloud. Thank you so much for coming back and updating the listeners on what you've been up to. Awesome, awesome. And if you want to recap another interview, please feel free to contact me. Um, and hopefully it doesn't take eight years. <laughs> right, yes. Uh, I was about to say, the door is open for more whenever you want to come back to let the listeners know on what you've been up to. Like I said earlier, and like you just said right now, like I hope it, it does not take another eight years. So whenever you want to come back, you have an open invitation, Rodney St. Cloud. You can come on, oh. and you can let your fans and supporters know exactly what you're up to and what you're getting into. Thank you so much. Oh, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Fantastic. Likewise, 100%. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Papi Chulo. Before we go, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychuloradio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash poppychulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer. And with that, Rodney St. Cloud and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.